You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Big Show continues here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. I'm Patrick Dumas, Alex Brody alongside me as well. And uh, we keep the conversation going uh, with the Calgary Hitman. We're joined uh, down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline uh, to talk with the head coach of the Calgary Hitman, Steve Hamilton. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Steve? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on. Oh, not a problem. Thanks for joining us. Uh, tough one last night uh, against the Prince George Cougars. Uh, you had the 5-3 lead to start the third period, uh, a little bit after the third, and then uh, you get the power play. they get the power play goal, and then from there, uh, just, just take us uh, through the, what you saw last night and uh, just uh, heading into this weekend here. Yeah, I mean, we, we did some good things. We, we generated five goals. We, you know, played pretty well early on, and um, you know, you build yourself a five-three lead going in back half of the second of the third period, and uh, you should feel good about where you're at. And I, I thought we uh, put ourselves in a situation where they've got maybe the hottest power play in the league, mm-hmm. and, and our our PK has been good all year, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't get the job done in a in a spot, and that's the outcome of the game. And frustrating loss, but uh, sun comes up today, and Back to work. Yeah, you welcomed back uh, Zach Funk yesterday. Uh, he obviously in the trade with Prince George. He had a goal yesterday. But uh, talk about what Zach uh, meant to you. You and you and Zach both joined the Hitman in the same year. And what's a conversation like with when you have to you make a trade like that? And obviously, you got uh, Carter Mc, uh, McAdams in the trade as well, and he's got five points in three games. Just maybe talk about that trade and how it went down. Well, I, I mean, Zach, you're exactly right. We. We both came to Calgary at the same time, and well, you know, watch Zach really grow as a player, and and you really get to know you know guys really well, and and have a relationship, and you know, sometimes it's uh, you know, it gets to a point where uh, you know, for us, we we felt like we needed to address uh, some age groups. Carter's a year younger. Um, you know, you look forward to you have to project 20 year olds next year and all those kinds of things. And, and so the prices were never as high as they were this trade deadline in the Western hockey league. And, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, send Zach to a team that was really looking for, for his services and, and his skill set. And, you know, we were able to acquire some, uh, you know, a real good, player in, in Carter and as well as some draft capital. So, you know, that's kind of the business side of the game and it's tough because on a personal note, you, you really care about the players. And, but I think, uh, you know, Zach landed on his feet in a good spot where, you know, he's going to be a, a contributing part of that team. And, um, you know, to have him come back only a week, week after mm-hmm. the deadline is, you know, still pretty fresh, um, for our players, for him, but, uh, but all in all, I wish nothing but the best for Zach. He's a, he's a great kid. I want to talk to you about uh, a couple of your players. Uh, Oliver Tolk, uh, who was listed for the first time uh, in the uh, ahead of the upcoming draft. Uh, and he, this is a, pl- a kid that said he, he wants to just play hockey. He wants to be a professional hockey player. Uh, how, how, how good has it been to see a guy like Oliver Tolk grow? And then I know he's, he's not, obviously not a, a top-type prospect, but still in there. But just to be on there and a guy that really wants to be a hockey player. Well, I mean, he's got some pro attributes. Mm-hmm. He, he's got his just an absolute zipper of a shot, and um, you know, he's you look at his his game last year as a 16 year old. You 
trying to cut your teeth in the league and how difficult that is. And at our exit meetings last year, he was real clear. He, he wanted to, to push to be our second line center this year. That was his goal. That was his off season plan to, to work towards that. And, you know, for the majority, if not all of the year, he, he's played that role this year. And with that comes greater responsibility. You're playing against the other teams, um, older players, more veteran D pairings. And, you know, he's able to produce nearly a point a game. Here's a 17 year old, which is, you know, no small understatement in, in that, because like I said, his, when your role changes as much, everybody wants a, a pay increase. Everybody mm-hmm. wants a, a job increase. But then the reality is there's different responsibilities and expectations when you take on a bigger role. And then I think he's handled that for the most part really well. And it's not easy, uh, like I said, to not a huge guy, but he's he's clutch in the face-off circle. He's amongst the lead league, league leaders and face-off percentage. And so he brings a lot to the table. And, you know, I think he uh, he's still got tons of room for growth, which is exactly what you want to see from a young prospect. What can you can you speak on what maybe how Oliver feels about you know seeing that ranking and maybe you you coached a while and like what does it mean to a player maybe if they aren't obviously a top prospect or not but just what does it mean to a player to just see them ranked amongst the rest of the best youth players in the world? Yeah, well, let's face it, things are different now, and, <laughs> and all the rankings out there, and everybody's got an opinion and a mm-hmm. thought, and I, I mean you can treat it for for what it is, which is a, a nice acknowledgement. You, you know, you take a second to, you know, recognize that that's pretty cool. And then the reality is it's the body of work that matters. Mm-hmm. And um, it only takes one team that sees something in you for your name to get called at the draft. And at that point, there's going to be 32 teams show up at the draft with 32 draft lists where you land on theirs. Um, you know, is is completely unique to that organization, and and the central scouting's a, a nice tip of the cap. But uh, with that being said, you know, it's the overall body of work is is what really matters, and and we want to continue to you know improve day after day. And I think Oliver understands that. And you know, the one of the most dangerous things I think in in sports is to spend too much time reading all the good things about mm-hmm. yourself and mm-hmm. you lose focus. And uh, I don't see Oliver is that kind of guy. So, um, you know, I think he, he understands it's, it's the process that matters and, and uh, growth and development and got to keep, keep trending. Another uh, player, Graydon Seatman, second year he's been ranked. Uh, obviously, there's a little bit, a bit of spur, obviously not being drafted in your first year of being eligible. But how much growth have you seen in his game from just last year and then into training camp to uh, where we are now on January 19th? Tons. Yeah. To be completely honest with you, tons of growth. Um, I, I was surprised. Um, just my opinion, I was surprised he, he didn't go in the draft last year. Um, I think part of us going with a very youthful back end last year and, and trading Luke Prokop at the beginning of the year and Jackson Vandalist, we we didn't have a defenseman over eighteen years old and and we were asking Graydon as a as a seventeen year old last year to basically play top pair minutes and and that's a, a tall ask. And sometimes when you have guys that are you know, overwhelmed by, overwhelmed in the sense that they're 
they're playing 30 minutes a night. We had injuries and all of those things kind of contributed to um, putting him in a tough spot. And um, I know he was, he was spurred on this summer to, to uh, uh, come back with a, with a game plan and come back with a, with a process that he wanted to be uh, dialed into. I mean, nobody eats more pucks, you know, blocks harder pucks, Mm -hmm. gets, finds himself. Like he's just, it really, really dialed up his his uh, defensive play, his um, you know all of those his penalty killing, all of the things that bring value to the team that don't necessarily show up on the score scoreboard or, or on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. I think he's dialed those up a ton, and he's been an effective offensive player for us. So, you know, I, I think his growth has been been excellent and uh you can see it he's a quiet personality by by nature but you can tell that he's he's quite driven and um exactly what you want to see from a young guy we're talking with uh steve hamilton head coach of the calgary hitman here on the big show uh now obviously last year bit of a rebuild year you mentioned the trading of luke prokop jackson vandalist uh at the start of the year only 59 points but right now you're sitting at 48 good uh good stranglehold maybe on that in an Eastern Conference playoff spot. What do you think's been the different, like what have you seen as impressed you the most from this group this year compared to last? Well, <clears throat> uh, I would say maturity is probably yeah. one of the, one of the biggest things you, you, I think last year at one point we, you know, considering we had the, the bubble season, which was, you know, 20 games mm-hmm. in, in a real weird <laughs> environment uh, you can't really classify that as, as the real WHL experience. I think last year we had 16 guys that were going through their full first Western Hockey League gear, and that's a lot. And, you know, it's it, it, when you play U18 or U15, U16, you're playing 34, 36 games in a year, plus some tournaments. I mean, we play that by Christmas. Mm. And and the biggest thing you notice is guys, you know, you're shot out of a cannon when the season starts. You're so excited and bringing all kinds of juice. And then the reality is, you know, uh, you get the travel, the grind of the season. And really it's it actually told this to our guys last, last night. You, the It's called the grind because it, it wears you down a little bit and it takes away, you know, you can you need to be sharp and on point and and when you get tired it it rounds off those habits it rounds off the corners of of things that are important and you can get a little bit loose and and it's it's what happens at every level and uh, the real trick is to try and stay as sharp in your details as you can um, throughout the season and sometimes you got to revisit a few things but I think our guys have just a, a much much better understanding of of the experience itself and taking care of themselves away from the rink, giving yourself maximal maximum opportunity to, to perform. And, um, you know, you just see that, that growth for sure. It's a, it's a really busy Scotiabank saddle dome now, obviously with the Wranglers there. Now you've, uh, the Hitman obviously have seven chiefs as a little bit of a backup when they need to use it. Now with your day to day, is it just business as usual, just with an extra member of the family in the house? Or is it just, you know, it's a little bit busier now that the, that another team is in the building. Yeah. I, well, it's definitely different. Obviously the, the, uh, the number of game dates just 
uh, increased by, you know, 36 yeah. or however many that they're playing at home. But really we're, um, we've had stretches where we've had to practice uh, at Seven Chiefs mm-hmm. and uh, they've been a great partner with us. So really when we go there, it's a, a bit of a home away from home, which is, which is nice. Um, you know, for us, we practice in the afternoon. So uh, barring, you know, unforeseen uh, things, we're pretty predictable to be able to practice here in the afternoon. If the flames are here, if the flames are gone and the Wranglers are here, they'll practice in the morning. So uh, trust me when I say the logistics behind the building is, is way above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of, uh, you know, try to stay open-minded and flexible and, and do what needs to be done. And uh, can't give enough credit to our, our training staff. They, uh, they have a lot of responsibility when it's back and forth. And we try to, to, block off as much time at, at seven chiefs if we're going to be playing there or if we have extended periods of, of practice time but um, just so we're not going back and forth because let's face it it's the WHL not the NHL we mm-hmm. don't have a, a huge staff that can can handle those turnarounds so yeah I mean a little bit different um, you throw in the roughnecks there's there's four four teams here in this building and it's a busy place Three and three. You're going to get really busy here over the next couple of days. Uh, obviously, uh, at home against Brandon uh, on Friday, and then into Medicine Hat, and then welcoming uh, a really good team in Red Deer on on Sunday. Uh, how's the approach in for this three on three? And then what are you looking for mainly for? Like, you know, Brandon's a little bit down, of course, but what are you looking for in the first two? And then I'll, I'll get your little note on Red Deer after that. Well, we'll regroup today. Probably, I'm not even sure that we'll skate today. There's not sure that there's a ton of value in that considering what the schedule looks mm-hmm. like ahead. And we've, one of the mantras we've always talked about around here is, is making sure your mind is right and, and uh, the body will follow. And I think it's super important when you're, you're not going to play three games and three games at once, you're going to play one at a time and you prioritize those games accordingly and reset after each one. And, um, you know, the other teams go through it as well. It's, it's not as though they've been, sitting home you know for a week and and waiting for you it's everybody's busy and and so for us it's it's going to be to prioritize Brandon tomorrow and and uh you know I think everybody to a man is probably a little disappointed with last night's outcome and we were a little loose defensively and those are going to be areas we need to sharpen up like I said to my earlier point we got to get back and file the edges a little bit more cleanly and and uh because they've got rounded, a little bit rounded off here. So, you know, it's important for us to, to sharpen those habits. But we'll deal with Brandon tomorrow, and that's really our priority. Reset and uh, look at Medicine Hat on, on Saturday. Yeah, I know like, you obviously don't want to look ahead too much. Now, Red Deer, obviously what they are at the top of the Eastern Conference and whatnot. Brent Sutter's team's always, you know, they always going to put in a fight no matter what. Uh, do you look at Red Deer as maybe like a measuring stick game, or is it just like, like, how would you approach uh, at, at the Red Deer Rebels? Obviously, this this coming Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they're a very good team. They're mm-hmm. they're deep. They're mature. Uh, their forward group is is really, uh, you know, their team's always super honest in the way they play, and, and you can appreciate that about them. There's uh, there's a certain quality about being a Red Deer Rebel. They play the game a certain way, and, and they get great buy-in, you know, throughout the lineup and. 
Um, we've had great games with them this year. Like, we've mm-hmm. had great games with them, and we haven't got over on them. But, uh, you know, I felt like we're right there. I uh, I like what I see when we when we play against upper echelon teams. It it sharpens us. It you know challenges us. And and these are um, you know with uh, all the trade movement and all the teams loading up in the Eastern Conference, there's there's going to be some challenges here in the back half. And I think it's a really good opportunity for us to you know define ourselves. And and uh, you know that's three days away. And, Lots of work going to come in between, but sure. you know I'll expect our guys to be be on point for sure. Steve, best of luck this weekend, and best of luck uh, down the stretch here. We'll I'm sure we'll talk before uh, before we get to the postseason. Uh, all the best uh, the rest of this weekend. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. There you go, Steve Hamilton, head coach of the Calgary Hitmen. Uh, dropped tough on last night to the Prince George Cougars six five, but they're back in action with three and three uh, this weekend. All of these games can be heard right here on Sportsnet. 960 the fan. You got the Brandon Wheat Kings coming into the dome on Friday and then uh, into Medicine Hat uh, on Saturday and then back home for a Sunday afternoon tilt, Sunday fun day against the Red Deer Rebels. I uh, wanted to play this uh, before uh, we hit to the break. Uh, Daryl Sutter from last night uh, as he uh, uh, spoke after the Flames 4 1 defeat to the Colorado Avalanche. What was the problem in the first period? Tough beat the champions twice in one year. Big difference. Wasn't first. Wasn't first period. Pretty, pretty oh, throughout the game, I'd say. Was the team not ready in your eyes? Yeah, I think we we're as ready as we could be. They're they're the champions. So they got they had 13 guys in the lineup tonight that won the Stanley Cup last year. We had one. Big difference. They know how to. They. We're still very much in the show me stage. What did they do that was so effective in the nothing, first period? Nothing in particular. I mean, the first the first goal is that we win the face-off and we passed the puck to him twice. We won the face-off. So we should have got both assists on the goal. And then we, then the second goal is down in their zone. We lose the face-off. They get a two-on-one out of it. And then in, in the third one's power play goal, right? That bounce goal, I think, wasn't it? So... Pretty difference in it's like a different class. That's for sure. Did you like that your team responded in the next forty minutes no, of I the didn't. game? No, I didn't. The greatest coach in the history of the game told me once sometimes it's better to get beat nine one. That different class you mentioned, is that a wake up call for your group? Or? No, I don't think so. I think we know I think I got a pretty good idea where our team's at, and we're in the middle of the pack, and we're not in their class. I said it this morning, if you were listening to us, about their team, and that's what it is. It's a big difference. Were you happy with the overall effort level and compete in battle tonight? Or? Sure. If you think it was there, then you just say that. When, when a game goes like this, does this give you further... It's not easy to come home from a long trip, right? You get the champions coming in and you're coming back. It's not easy, right? So you can't spot a team like that. Two goals. Those are goals like when five guys are lined up there and five guys are lined up there and they score off, right? That's just like me starting at the late and going first. So you can't spot teams of that caliber, right? Were there a few people, their efforts tonight, that maybe they might be considered to be taken out of the lineup? 
don't have a 30-man roster and you have a salary cap. So, if you want to, <laughs> you guys, you guys did this three years or two years ago when I came here. You guys were all expectations and who should play with who and all that, Eric, and you know that as well as I do, and who's not producing and who is and who's popular and all that. You know what? I've been around long enough to understand that it's a long season and it's hard to make the playoffs. They said it last year, it's very hard to make the playoffs. So we're just, there's got to be some structure in our game and and uh, I won't let anything deter me from that. Did you consider taking Markstrom out? Tonight? Yeah. No. Not a chance. I mean, our goal is after. After you know, after 20 games, our goalies were at a 15-game and a five-game start thing, and since then we've been pretty even. So, uh, if you look at it, it's pretty even, and and their save percentages are almost identical, and their goals actually Markstrom has a better goals against since the 20th game than than Vladar does. So I'm not going to base that. I'm not going to take him out tonight to try and give the team a spark. That's for sure. There you go. As the head coach of the Calgary Flames, Daryl Sutter, after last night's 4-1 defeat at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche. The Flames, of course, in action tomorrow on Saturday, sorry, uh, for Hockey Day in Canada, taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, up next, uh, we'll hear from our NHL insider, Frank Saravalli, uh, what's happening with the Flames, what's happening around the league, and uh, what else? Who's going to get traded? I mean, there's nothing happening out there, so somebody's got to move. Uh, that's all next as we wrap up the big show, Hour 4, right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.